Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, by the way, we do the show here in uh, New Hampshire, beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, which means sometimes we're subject to uh, the occasional winter storm. And I understand that there's another one heading this way, and it's also going to be crossing over New York uh, as well. If, I, if I've heard correctly, my correct. It's going to snow tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not expected to be as bad as the one that uh, that happened a couple weeks ago. But as you may recall, a couple of weeks ago, uh, New York City got buried. In a pretty serious way. And it's not because they couldn't have done something about it. It's because they didn't do anything at all. The uh, Snowplow Drivers Union was basically on strike. And they weren't on full strike. They were still on the clock and actually collecting paychecks. um, But they just weren't actually doing any snow plowing. And it had to do with them, I don't know, wanting more benefits or Work slowdown of some sort. Yeah. I don't know what all the internals were. But essentially it resulted in the streets of New York City... Uh, specifically the areas outside of Manhattan, the outer boroughs, as they are called, uh, were essentially loaded with snow for days. And as a result of that, uh, ambulances and other emergency vehicles were unable to get to people that were trying to call them for, you know, a heart attack or their baby choking or something like that. Um, In fact, people ended up dying as a result of not being able to... Including that baby. That's right. Uh, I don't know if it was choking, but, uh, you know, something happened to it and it's dead. Um, as a result of the emergency services couldn't get through because these bureaucrats were basically just sitting around smoking. I mean, they weren't just smoking. They were drinking beer, actually, yeah, drinking <laughs> at the uh, the office and in the trucks, as I understand it. So I thought that was all that there was to the story. I mean, the, the, that, that, that was the real big story out of the snowstorm. But it turns out that there's more uh, that has been going on, and that is the garbage hasn't been picked up. Now, what brought oh, this? I heard about that. That's yeah. Funny, yeah. What brought this to my attention? Uh, Johnson, one of the uh, producers for the show, sent me an, a, I guess, an instant message with a link to a YouTube video with one of the guys from the Opie and Anthony show walking down the street yesterday with his cell phone, shooting the literal piles and piles, just huge, lengthy piles of garbage that are filling up the streets, uh, not the streets, but the sidewalks, to the point where it. There are these little paths. It's almost like you're living in a pack rat's home. There are little paths. It's a, that you, it's a labyrinth. Yeah. yeah you want to cross the street, you have to pass a, a long row of garbage, piles of garbage bags to get to a gap so you can cross the street and it's things like that. crazy. Uh, New York, CBS2 reporting, if you've walked or driven, this is two days ago, and I believe they've started picking them up, but if you've walked or driven on many streets in New York City, you know that mountains of snow have been replaced by piles of garbage. As CBS2's John Metaxas found out on Wednesday while patrolling the stinky streets inside the Mobile 2 unit, the situation is still pretty bad a full 10 days after the blizzard hit. Williamsburg's been forgotten. It's a land of garbage, property manager Larry Glick said. I manage nine buildings in Williamsburg, and all of my buildings have garbage. It's ridiculous. Glick isn't alone either. Where's Williamsburg? I don't know. You have to pull it up on the map. Uh, Glick New York is- City? This is a New York City story. CBS 2 out of New York. So go ahead, pull it up. Let me know, Mark. I will. Uh, Glick isn't alone either. There are plenty of folks steamed about the massive piles of garbage they've had on their streets 
for days. On block after block, residents look at hundreds of trash bags at a time, piled high and stretching for yards. It's really bad. All the rats come out, big giant rats here at night, Domingo Colon said. You could see them running all over the place. Several Williamsburg residents said they're holding Mayor Michael Bloomberg accountable. Yeah. <laughs> One- <laughs> Holding them accountable. So, so by that, what they mean? I'm assuming what they mean then is they're going they're not going to pay their their property taxes for the period of time when the services have stopped. Yeah, and right. They, that way, they can use that money to hire someone else to do that to actually hold them accountable. Nah, yeah, this it ain't no, it ain't going to happen. No, of course not. So they'll uh, they'll elect a new mayor maybe at the next election season, and that'll change everything. It's a neighborhood in Brooklyn. What, what I wonder is, it, is it going to not? Maybe you can. Someone could, you could correct me, or a caller could correct me if I'm wrong. But I assume these are union workers, and they're not oh, yes. they're not allowed to hire alternatives. Like there's probably union contracts that says you have to hire us. And so if we go on strike, you're you know you're you're not supposed to do. You're just going to have to deal with it. So that is a, a safe. I would say it's a safe presumption to say that the garbage collectors are union city employees. And and if they completely fail in their duties, there's no they're not allowed to just go and hire someone else to to fill in for them or to. Or just to fire them and replace them because they're not doing their job. Right. Now, it's my understanding that they were actually ordered to not pick up the garbage at, for some reason. Maybe it was because of the snow in. They were ordered to not pick it up, but then I guess they weren't ever ordered to start picking it up uh, thereafter. Now, that's my understanding. They were ordered it by union bosses? I don't know. It doesn't go th- I don't think it goes okay. through that in this story. That's just what I've heard. Maybe you're in New York City and you can clue us in. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. One resident said, look at this. All this garbage everywhere. He's not doing anything for us. Nothing at all. The mayor should stop hiding and come out to pick up the garbage, resident Ray Acosta said. <laughs> in Manhattan, some of the piles were even taller, some nearly seven feet in height. Oh it made God. for quite a view for people trying to enjoy their coffee at a French bistro. Louis Zamora on the Upper West Side said, well, the coffee was good, but I kept my back to the view. Massive piles of trash are not the norm everywhere, though. Several blocks have had their trash collected, but it depends where you are. One resident said, my block's fine. I haven't seen any problem. I've seen some large stacks of garbage bags, but I don't see them sticking around too long. On the west side, it seems to be okay. But when you look at everyone else, friends in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, where I grew up, it's a disaster. The Department of Sanitation told CBS2 that crews are making steady progress in reducing the backlog trash with nearly 40,000 tons collected on Monday and Tuesday. It said it expects to have all trash collected by the end of the week. So it sounds to me like they took an entire week off from trash collection in New York City as a result of it's snowing out there. Isn't it disturbing how one week of not picking up trash did, created that much there's that's a lot disturbing. of people there. Yeah, that's a, a lot of people. A lot of people make a lot of trash. Packed. Right, a lot of people densely uh, packed in, and uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I wonder how often they normally come by to pick up the trash in New York City. I'd imagine it's fairly often. It's probably more than once a week. I got it twice a week in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I just thought that was you know a particularly interesting follow up to the the snow piece. Literally piles and piles of garbage littering the streets. Of course, they're just sitting in bags. Nobody has trash cans in New York City because the garbage is picked up on a regular basis, as I understand. Where would you so, keep them? Right. So they just put the bags out front. I think if and, everyone had trash cans, that would be ridiculous on trash right. day. Yeah. Where would they keep them? And uh, and so the so literally, you just have 
piles of bags, and of course the rats are indeed coming out. They are hungry. Some They're of those busting bags are going to burst open when they try to retrieve them. I that's, think that's oh. right. They're already breaking into the bags, and you know, strew, uh, things are being strewn across uh, streets and sidewalks, and it's just horrifying. So there's your government in action again, people. I mean, this is what you this is what you get when you put the government in charge of municipal services. What would we do without them? Well, you'd actually have competing garbage companies competing for people's business. I was going to say, you could stop paying them when they don't do their job, and you could hire right. someone else that would do it. Right. When maybe you're frust- cheaper, probably cheaper, actually. <laughs> when you're frustrated and upset with the garbage company that you have, you can fire them and hire the next one. It actually is done right here in our area in New Hampshire. There is no garbage pickup in Keene, New Hampshire. No so, city garbage pickup. No city garbage pickup. So you, you, you private Private companies with real trash trucks come by your house. They set up an arrangement. You can uh, pay. You can have them come by once a week, twice a week. You can you know do whatever you want, and they will uh, you know they'll they'll do it for you. It doesn't cost much different than it did uh, according to the uh, the bill in Sarasota, Florida, where they have. Does it? I don't know about that. And it doesn't. And it's not that unusual. Is the important thing too. I know in my mom's. My mom lives in Georgia, and where she lives, they don't have trash pickup. She takes it herself. Uh, to she the likes dump. to save money, so she takes it herself. I take it myself at the moment. I have been for quite some time. I might at some point break down and hire a hire someone. But um, but it's not terribly unusual to have people either take their own trash to the dump or hire people privately to come pick up their trash. It happens all over the place. So there's absolutely it's it's ridiculous to think it has to be done by the government. It was a pleasant surprise for me, Mark. What did you pay for uh, garbage collection in Sarasota? I think it was thirty dollars uh, per was what the bill said per, per month. Or really? Yeah. Okay. Then but that, that remember, they have the uh, they have the economics of scale there. They're p- picking up everyone's garbage. That's true. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free to bring up whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features completely free, so head over there and enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And you can see that for yourself there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine. Shrine.freetalklive.com. If you've ever considered taking a case to court without an attorney, you need Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com will teach you how to motion the court, uh, to uh, you know g- get evidence, all the things that you need to do uh, when you're when you're dealing in the court system, and you don't need an attorney. It costs as you know it costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy. The average eighth grader could go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. I think it's such a good course that I actually I bought it for myself, and I recommend it to you. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. 
It works for both plaintiffs or defendants created by a 24-year case-winning attorney who wants to show you how to protect yourself against uh, other members of his profession. It's Jurisdictionary.com. So we started the shot tonight with this piece out of New York City, uh, CBS2, reporting on piles and piles of garbage all across different parts of the city that had gone uncollected for at least 10 days. And as far as I know, some of it may still be there. I haven't seen any updates. I looked for the story earlier today, and I didn't see any updates. Maybe it's all cleaned up at this point. But nonetheless, they uh, had the snowstorm. And from what I understand, I haven't read this officially in any news reports, but from what I understand, uh, the government ordered the trash pickup halted while they were dealing with the snow situation. And because it took them a while to deal with the snow situation, they never apparently ordered the trash to, to be picked up. Right, and because so it just kept piling the, uni- up. the snow, the the snow collecting, the, the sanitation department that's supposed to collect the snow, as I understand it, um, they were you know basically on a work slowdown. So when there's you're not able to get trucks through the street, you can't pick up the trash either. Yep, and so it just kept piling up. They got rats all over the place now that have come out. I mean, obviously the rats are already in the sewers and things like that in the buildings, but they've now come now out. They're fat rats. Yeah, into the streets. They've been munching all all night long on these trash bags, chewing holes in them, and uh, it's just it's an awful situation. So you um, know when they're picking up the bags, that stuff's falling out of yeah. them, and uh, bags are ripping. You think the garbage men are going to pick up all that stuff that rips no. when it falls out? Not if they're city garbage men. There's going to be a lot of trash sitting that, on the streets of New York for that, a while. Right, and that comes around to where what we were discussing is the idea of getting the government out of this uh, this field. I mean, I think we should get rid of the government entirely, but just looking at this one issue, it's hard for some people to envision a world in which the government doesn't pick up their garbage. If they've been used to this for their whole lives, if they've lived in a place where the government has picked up the garbage every single week for their whole lives, they're not. it's hard for them to fathom in some cases that this could be done without the government. We need the government to take care of the trash. That's what the government's supposed to be there for. And the well, irony of it is that this is the horror story they tell you will happen if the government doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what they'll tell you. There'll be yep. garbage in the streets. Yep. Some people will just leave their garbage. They some won't people won't pay for garbage up. service. Right. And then they'll just throw their garbage out there. And then what happens instead is that this, in fact, the horror story happened because government is there and because there's no recourse, because they're not, because there's a union that says they have to hire them. And when the union goes on strike, they're not allowed to hire someone else. And I mean, this is happening because it's government. That's exactly right. And so it's important to, uh, to make, help people realize that in the absence of the government, this can be done, and thank goodness we actually have examples we can point to, because a lot of times people say, well, you guys are utopians. This can never happen. You don't have any examples of this happening in real life. Of course, we don't have any examples of a true free marketplace where there is an open market in all products and services in all ways, total freedom. Yeah, we don't have anything we can point to for that, but we can point to examples of how the marketplace does things better in every single instance that you can imagine. It's an unfair judgment to say that you know that we're utopian, when, when in fact, there, there's not a – there's this the, – just saying that, that things would be better, that there would be alternatives, that things could improve over time because there would be choices. There wouldn't be – we wouldn't be locked into one thing. This is not utopia. This is just a path to something that can get better. Who's a utopian is what I want to know. The people that stand in the face of government action every day, failure upon failure upon failure, the government failing all the time, constantly charging what three times it costs the government three times, in some cases more uh, to do 
you know what it would the, the marketplace could do for so much less and those people saying that the government has to do x i mean who's the utopian the people that believing the government is finally going to do it right yeah. the next time yeah i'd be happy even if it were true even if it were true that i was paying more for garbage pickup here in Keene, and I'm not sure. I don't remember what my bill was. Mark, you said it was thirty bucks a month in in Florida. I'm not sure if it was, if it was or not. But for me, at least. But even if it were more, I still feel better about it because I get to choose, and that is a nice thing to be able to do. I get to select the company that ch- that picks up well, my garbage from a choice of about five, I also, think, around here. Th- there are other options. I'm sure that you can, and you probably haven't asked the company, hey, how can I cut down on my trash collection bill? You called them up, said, hey, how much for trash service? They said this, and that's what you took. You didn't say, oh, well, what about the economy service? Maybe they can come by every other week and charge you you know, 60% of what your bill is. You don't know. I so a, it's possible to pay less. I, I shopped around. I, I haven't done one yet partly just from being kind of slack about it because i actually intended to hire a trash service but um i i did shop around in my area which is just a little bit outside of Keene, for trash disposal and i talked to different people and some of them were like you know they would pick up more trash if it were separated for instance like if you did if you had uh, if you did separate your recyclables i don't do recycling yeah, I, I I'd prefer not. They don't. You don't have to. Is the nice no. thing. If you do it, if you do the private services in my area, then you don't have to separate and everything. But if you the the city requires it, so your I, city. While does. I'm ta- yes, while I'm taking trash to the dump myself, I have to sort it. It's right oh, out of pain. the there's a there's the Penn and Teller show that does this recycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spoofs recycling. I can't say it's the a great name of the show. show. Penn and Teller's yeah. BS. BS. Yeah, I can't say it. So, um, but they did the recycling thing, and they had as a spoof. They had like a line of eleven different multicolored garbage cans, right. just to see what people would just, take. Just say, hey, okay, I'll sort everything, and they were sorting it into like eleven different garbage cans, which was like, and it was comical, but people were doing it. Yeah, they wanted it's, to see how is, far people were willing to go. To it's no exaggeration. Save There's the like six different kinds of cardboard and paper. And there's wow, like different color, every different color of glass. There's different kinds of plastic, and all you know, and, and it's it literally is as it's it's not even an exaggeration. I'm actually surprised there isn't mandatory recycling here in Keene, it being the bigger city and all. Yeah. But there's uh, there's not. So, uh, but yeah, you're you're right, Mark. I mean, certainly there are ways to negotiate, and I've done that actually. I've uh, negotiated a yearly rate where I just pay once instead of paying monthly, and I get you know a month free or something like that for paying paying in advance. Sure, they appreciate year. it too. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yes, it can happen with the, the marketplace providing these services. Not only do you get to choose between the different service providers and, and look at what they offer and look at what their prices are, but they're not as, well, picky. I mean, you mentioned, Mark, that in New York City, these bags are going to be you know, garbage, holes in these bags, strewing garbage all over the place uh, when the, the trash men pick them up. They're not going to reach down and clean up the banana peels and, the, and maybe, whatever else falls maybe out. Maybe some of it, but not all of it. You know that's for sure. Ain't their, it ain't their job. Their job is to take that bag and put it in the truck and move on. That's what they do. And in a lot of cases, the government trash pickup has very stringent and strict rules that make it incredibly onerous to actually throw things away. Well, if you're going to have sticks, you've got to bundle them together and you've got to do this and you've got to have these kind of trash cans. And uh, here... What about throwing away paint or computers? Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. Here things uh, are a little bit easier because I've never had my trash company bitch at me for the way I've put my trash together. More coming up.
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you for free. So enjoy those on us, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get Every day, readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com. Sign up for their free daily dispatch. That's where I get some of my show prep, freedomsphoenix.com. All right, so we started out by talking about New York City and how they apparently just decided to stop picking up garbage for 10 days and use the snowstorm as an excuse. Uh, Now the garbage is finally being uh, slowly collected from around the city, but it piled up for days at a time, leaving piles in some places as high as seven feet. And we're not just talking about a little pile. We're talking about piles that stretch for the block. I mean, huge amounts of garbage. And it's a perfect example, as Dalebert pointed out, of what the people who are afraid of the idea of not having government or not having this coercive, violent monopoly government anymore will say when you propose something like, well, let's just let the market handle garbage collection. Oh, there'll be piles of garbage everywhere. Well, it looks like that's exactly what happened when you put the government in charge of it. Well, you know, even if you're... <laughs> Not talking talking about uh, you know doing away with uh, a coercive top down uh, you know government that people don't have to uh, don't have a one size fits all people don't have a choice to uh, use that government um, you know that's one thing but another thing is is you don't need the government to to pick up garbage I mean you know if if you need the right. government to do some things you certainly don't need it to pick up garbage but we certainly need the government to license drivers don't we I mean we've got to make sure that people are safe on the roads and only the government can do that. Yeah, well, they did it for quite a while, and it was there were a lot less accidents at that time. I mean, well, obviously, cars, the, too. obviously the circumstances are different, no doubt. But but uh, but no, it wasn't always done. And licensing of drivers now is obviously more about tracking people constantly than it is about making sure they're good drivers. Well, we need to have a central authority who decides what is and what is not on a license. We have to have one authority that people can go to to know who's who out there driving on the roads we can't have competition in this area can we seems to me that uh um you know it it, it, it's all muddled up in the fact that the government has decided that it owns the roads there used to be lots of private roads um you know if the government's going to be the holder of roads then you can see why it would be the uh issuer of driver's licenses well let's look at what happens when the government issues driver's licenses recent story out of nbc los angeles new security features designed to help prevent fraud and counterfeiting of california driver's licenses have caused a backlog of renewals according to the california dmv 
While many drivers applied through the mail or online hoping to save time, some have faced delays of more than two months. Now, let's be clear on something. If you have to renew your license and you send the renewal in and they're giving you a two-month waiting period for the renewal, whereas normally it would take a couple of weeks to get the renewal, what happens when your license expires and you're still waiting? You're in big trouble. Oh, wait, you've got work to go to? <laughs> Don't you worry about that. We're not, we're not concerned with whether or not you can get to work. We've got our bureaucracy here, and something's wrong, and we're just going to take our sweet time uh, getting to it. If that means you have to miss work for two months or somehow you know pay for a cab to, to get to work or take whatever. Take bus. You know? well, and I heard of a story locally. I, I, well, this is, well, this is just someone I know said they, they went to get their local license, and they got a temporary thing handed to them, which presumably would keep them out of jail for a little while in case they got pulled over mm-hmm. for driving. You know, they had a temporary thing that was like a couple weeks, and then they had a piece of paper, a receipt basically saying, we will try to get your real license, your, you know, your, your proper official license, whatever they call it, to you within 60 days. We will try, They'll try. to get it to you <laughs> within 60 days. Do or and do meanwhile, not. what's going to happen <laughs> under their system if... They, you know, the the temporary license they've been issued has expired, and meanwhile, they're the ones who are responsible for sending the license. You're they're going to the court. only ones that can get you a license. Yeah, you get pulled over. You're going to be the one that's going to be standing in front of the man in the robe, not them. What are you supposed to do? There's one person issuing licenses, and they're and they and the best they can claim to do is try to get it to you within two months. Marjorie Barakian, a certified nursing assistant and home health aide, says she's been waiting nearly two months for her new license. She says she wrote a check, and this story, by the way, came out yesterday, uh, actually earlier today. But she says she wrote a check on November 8th, and the DMV cashed it on November 22nd. So they took the money and had no problem taking her money from her. They got that done. As of January 6th, two months later, she still hasn't received her renewal. Do I have to move to another state to get a driver's license, she asks? She's not alone. Several viewers wrote NBCLA saying they experienced similar delays. One viewer, Robert McDonald, said it was a little more than three months from the date I paid it before I got it. The operator at the DMV said the solution is to go into the DMV and wait in one of their endless lines to get a driver's license extension. Yeah, that's fun stuff. McDonald said he paid his renewal online on August 19th, but didn't receive it until November 21st. DMV spokes bureaucrat Michael Marando acknowledged the problem, blaming the delays on a manufacturing problem in creating the state's new, more secure license. <laughs> See, just be patient. It's all about Homeland Security, people. Just shh. Don't question the state. Everything's fine. I know it's inconvenient, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> you can't do anything. There is no alternative here. If you drive around without the state's license, without their little permit, they might put you in a cage as a result of that. Now, actually, we're going to have an interesting situation up here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, as one of the uh, right to travel, uh, freedom to travel activists, Rich Angel, was arrested, or uh, not arrested, but given a ticket a couple of nights ago here in Keene. Normally, he lives in the Grafton area, uh, but was here in town for a, for a birthday party, and they pulled him over while he was uh, leaving that party. And luckily, we were nearby. He sent out a Pork 411 to let us know. Uh, the activists came out with video cameras. Some of the video footage from that has been posted over on the blog at freekeen.com, so you can see uh, how the police were behaving. One cop tells uh, another, uh, Jason Talley, with a, uh, the guy with the video camera, to shut up at one point. So obviously a little frustrated with the uh, the activist response coming that, out to support their friend. Was that a keen cop or a steady? Keen cop. 
Hmm. And uh, so, so anyway, the, so he's being charged with driving without a license. Luckily, they didn't arrest him. They just ticketed him. And they let somebody else drive the, the, the car away. But this guy knows his stuff. Rich Angel, he comes from Montana. And in Montana, he actually did his own TV show. He did a uh, like a cable access TV show where he focused on the ideas of liberty and, you know, kind of living outside of the purview of the, the government system. And I don't think the guy has had a driver's license for a long time. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for him, but uh, that's it's my understanding. And so it'll be very interesting to see how he approaches this this issue. He's taken it to court. He's not going to take a plea bargain. He's not going to pay their fine. And he's going to court, and he's going to stand on the right to travel. And he's been doing research on this issue for a long time. So he is fully – if anybody's prepared to, to go to court on this issue, it's going to be Rich Angel. So it should yeah, be very interesting. Kudos to him for that because I do not have the patience to sift through their uh, foreign language – uh, they, that they call their legal, their legal dialect. You know, is a, basically a foreign language that you have to go to school for many years to understand. Right. Well, what'll be nice is if if he can actually make some progress, then there'll be something other people can look at and they can emulate. Because that's always right. nice. If if somebody actually has a winning system, promote it. Please let people know about it so people can take that those ideas and run with it. I would love to see people taking up this issue. It hasn't been a very popular one in the past. Um, and it's generally – it's one of those ones that is very difficult for the public, uh, members of the public to look at and, and comprehend because they're under this paradigm that the government must license drivers, that the government is the only organization that could possibly certify whether someone can drive, which of course is a huge joke if you've ever actually taken a government uh, driving test. Like a blindfolded monkey could have passed the one I took in Florida. And then it you never take hard. it again. It's no. like, you know, right. it's practically pretty much done at that point. Even if you're you know, 80 and blind, you know, you don't have to take it all, again. All you have to do is go drive in Venice, Florida for, a, for a, a couple of days, and you'll realize that, oh, this driver's license thing really isn't any use at all. I mean, these people are <laughs> bouncing their, their Buicks and their Lincolns off of each other all day long in the middle of 41. All right, we'll come back with more at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you want to share your ID is for getting the government out of uh, driver's licenses or uh, tell us what your story is out in california are you waiting for a license apparently a lot of people are this your family today tip is brought to you by boost kit essentials nutritionally complete drink providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink visit us at kitessentials.com to make sure your kids eat healthy follow the five a day plan serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily remember a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies if your kids are picky eaters ask a nutritionist about other sources for more tips like these visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find there for free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, you can shop with us. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. That's one of the many ways you can help support the show. Uh, get your shopping done through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So it's the same great Amazon, the same huge selection, excellent prices that you're used to, free super saver shipping on a bunch of their brand new items, even used items if you want, dozens of categories, a lot of stuff. 
It's Amazon. You go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get your shopping done and feel good because a portion of the sale goes to Free Talk Live. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And unlike the California DMV or any other DMV for that matter, Amazon will actually, you know, send your stuff to you as quickly as you'd like. They'll get it out the door as quick as possible because they care about your business and they know that they have to compete with others to uh, receive it. Unlike the DMV, who doesn't give a flip about you, and they don't care about whether or not they get your business, because they're going to have their jobs whether or not anybody walks through that uh, that DMV door at the, the beginning of the day, and they're going to have their job whether or not the person who walks out is, is happy with their customer service experience. And for all the and talk... Who walks out of the DMV saying that they've been happy with their customer service experience? Only someone on a DMV commercial would do something like that. <laughs> um, I've walked out thinking, man, that was quick. And being happy that I managed to, to, you know, get lucky like that. And sometimes, you know, I would, I knew where the DMV office was. Sometimes you'd go in and the line would be tremendous. Other times mm-hmm. you'd go in and there wouldn't be that many people. And uh, I got lucky one time and I was thinking, oh, this is, that was awesome. Yeah. So for all the talk uh, that they might do about we're focused on service or the posters that they might put up in the lobby to try to get you to not focus on uh, how awful the experience actually is. It's bad, and people, and everybody knows it, right? There are some things that everybody knows are true about the government. We've talked many times about how a lot of people they know that politicians lie to them, but for some reason they believe them again. But that's and the again. way it has to be, Ian. What do you mean? It just has to be that way. That what is what what? The, it, the government has to handle certain things. That's the only way yeah. it can get done, even though they suck at it. That's what people yeah, tell the very themselves. same people will say, you know, they're horrible at these things, but uh, but it has to be a monopoly. It's the only way it's going to get going to be done right right because the market couldn't possibly handle something like coming up with standards for uh for what driving good driving is considered it's nonsense of course the marketplace can handle that the marketplace comes up with standards all the time and really there ought to be different standards you know Mm -hmm. there's the standard person who drives you know drives around and then there's maybe someone uh under certain circumstances they might be kept to a much higher standard than your average driver maybe for a certain business they were that you know maybe they're maybe they're transporting something that could be particularly dangerous and maybe they want a different a whole different level of uh of accountability for that person and their ability to drive, mm. you know, there really maybe there should be a little more variety there. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one allows you to uh, get in uh, in control here of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. You're welcome to tell us your DMV hell experience if you'd like. Certainly enough people have them, but a little bit more on what's going on out in California, where according to NBC in Los Angeles, they've. Uh, gone ahead and they've applied some new technology to the uh, creation of these driver's licenses. And as a result of some failure, they have been unable to – well, there's been a, a backlog of, uh, of of driver's licenses. And it has resulted in people, some of them, waiting as long as three months to do something as simple as renew an existing driver's license. Which, of course, means that they're in a very sticky predicament wherein they have an expired driver's license – and supposedly the paperwork's in to get a new one, but that doesn't help you when you're pulled over by a cop who sees you've got an expired driver's license. Right, and you really have to wonder, what's the purpose of renewing a driver's license anyway? Money. Right, that's what, it, that's what it's got to be. Now, take, take money out of the equation and try to come up with some other explanation as to why every six years or so I have to tell the government that I'd like my license renewed. I mean... 
you know, if I go to another state, I guess I have to get another driver's license then. If I leave the country, um, you know, I, I guess that they would, uh, you know, my license would still be good for the lifetime because it's not like they ever check you again. They just want your check. So what's the purpose? I mean, you know, if, if I were to leave, if I were to renew my driver's license for six years and then leave the country, my driver's license would be good for six years and I'd be driving in or Uruguay or wherever it is that I was mm-hmm. uh, then. And, oh, my God, there'd be an outstanding license that somebody's not here to use. But there is for six years anyway. So what difference if it makes it six years or if it makes, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the lifetime. It just doesn't make any sense other than getting a check out of you. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It certainly oh, doesn't. And, oh, and getting updated information, get, right? Your address you and everything is updated. They they want to track. Isn't that you. the law? The driver's license yeah. is not about your driving. It's about tracking you more than anything else. Absolutely right, uh, because it's easy as hell to get one of these driver's licenses. And you're right, Mark. It is the law, so called, in most states that says something. It's usually something to the effect of you've got to. I know it was in Florida. You've got to notify us within ten days of moving. And then the the way they catch you on that is when they pull you over and you hand over the driver's license, they'll ask you, is this your address? And if you say yes and it's not your, uh, or rather if you say no, if you say no, that's not my address, and it's, and then they'll ask you, well, when did you move? Well, I moved 30 days ago. Well, there's a ticket for you. You just, you just went ahead and walked right into that one. Uh, so they, they usually, in many cases, rely on you to, uh, to essentially be the indicter of your own self on that particular so-called crime of not informing the government as to where your residence the is. The best thing to ask a cop whenever you get something like that, are you conducting an investigation? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Are you conducting? Because if he's not conducting an investigation, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If he is conducting an investigation, then he can talk to my attorney about those questions. I don't want to answer that question anyway. I don't care whether he claims he's induct- uh, conducting an investigation. Sometimes or not. they'll get you for uh, you know standing. You know, what, what's what's the term uh, obstruction of justice? If you decide not to uh, to just say I'm not answering your questions, but if you ask them if you're, they're conducting an investigation before you uh, tell them that you're not answering their questions, then you're free and clear. Yeah, well, you don't have to. In, in any case, you don't. You're not under an obligation to uh, to answer their questions. Typically, as I understand it, I'm not a le- I'm not a lawyer. It's so not legal advice. But as I understand it, when you're pulled over on uh, the side of the road, generally in most places, you're legally required. Not that you have ever agreed to it or anything, but uh, they they're going to claim you agreed to it when you sign the driver's license form. But the, the claim is you're legally required to show your license and registration. Sure. That's all. You don't have to answer their questions. So 800-259-9231. And if you're going to ask a question like that, Mark, which is a, it's a good question to ask, no doubt about it. Uh, if you're going to ask questions like that, it's always good to have something recording to prove what the cop actually says. Are you conducting an investigation? Well, no, I'm not conducting. I'm just here standing alongside of your car there, pal. Well, if he says that, if he says that and there's no evidence. We're just having a friendly chat. Yeah. If, if he says that and there's no evidence that he said that, then... He didn't say it. Indeed, so. the best thing that you can have is the Freedom Cam or something like that. I, t- I tell you, we were driving the other day. Freedomcam.net. Uh, Freedomcam.net, and Sam was really impressed uh, with the, the Freedom Cam. It has infrared for night stuff. Yeah, it, it's crazy. If it's nighttime and and you're using you're using this device at all times when you're driving, it's recording at all times. As soon as the car's turned on, it starts starts up and begins recording, uh, and it's it kind of bathes the inside of the car with infrared light. So when you play back the footage, you can see everything that's in that car. You can see everyone that's in the car. You can see the windows. You can see everything. It's incredible. Anyway, freedomcam.net eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the is the SACL CAI toll free line. So last October in California, the DMV began issuing this redesigned license 
which is made by L1 Identity Solutions. The company received a five-year, $62.8 million contract from the DMV. Yeah! Cha-ching! Yeah. And Mirando said there have been some production issues. Licenses include enhancements uh, such as laser perforation outline of the California brown bear, laser engraved (laughs) signatures. We can't get the laser bear to work. New (laughs) barcodes. That verify information. That sounds on the like a supervillain <laughs> weapon. <laughs> what? A laser bear. Kind of like sharks with lasers on their heads. Who doesn't oh, like God. that? New barcodes that uh, verify information on the license and special images that can be only seen with the use of ultraviolet light. And so the idea here that, uh, again, going back to what Delbert said about that licenses don't actually verify whether somebody can drive. It's all about control. It's all about having the government know who you are and know where you are in as many cases as, uh, as humanly possible. So that's why they're worried about counterfeiting. They're not worried about somebody counterfeiting this because they're a bad driver and they actually want to get on the roads and, and have something that will show that they're, they know how to drive. They're, they want to do this because those people are essentially avoiding the control scheme. They're avoiding the, the control grid or the system. And that's very disturbing to the government people because they do want to know who you are and they do want to know where you are. And, uh, you know, you're, you're slapping is, them in the face when yeah, you get your license. Yeah, it's such a horrible way to do I mean, I know people feel they want police to track down criminals and things like that. But the wrong way to do that is to treat every single person out there, every single innocent person as a potential criminal all the time. You know, one of the things that driver's license upsets me is that, uh, or what, one of the things about them that upsets me is that there's the expiration date, and a lot of places, they won't sell you alcohol if your license is expired. So, wait a minute, this was valid, it still shows my age, what does it matter if it's expired? It's all about obedience. More coming up, you take control, it's Free Talk Live. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance film submission deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge. Because Sundance needs liberty. second hour of the program and you can take control of the airwaves dial in toll free bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that number brought to you by SACL cai 1-800-259-9231 joining you tonight it's ian and delbert and mark and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site totally free so enjoy those on us again that's freetalklive.com uh, by the way, the main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. You see that stuff on the front page in the main section? All created by listeners like you. So if it weren't for listeners like you, then we would have a really crappy website. So please go to freetalklive.com, get involved. If you see something online you want to share with others, you just submit it as show prep, and then others can vote it up or down, and most voted up, make it to the front page of the site, meaning more people see it. So freetalklive.com, again, is the place to go. We go to the phones, and the fun, Ty, is on the line in Tennessee. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Delbert and Mark. Hey, I just wanted to, real quick, I wanted to give some thanks to you guys, um, 
including your special host, like Delbert. Hi, Delbert. How you doing? Good. Uh, just uh, to you guys are like a gateway to liberty information. You know, um, I have learned so much. I've, I've been listening. I've, I think a little bit less than a year to you guys, and I've learned so much directly from your program, or I've been led in in different directions based upon some of, the, of your guests and uh, Mark's uh, Edgington posts that are attached to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to, to offer some gratitude to you guys. Well, we appreciate you listening, because if it weren't for this, you listening, then we'd have nothing. So thanks for Yeah, that. this kind of came to me from... Uh, Listen, I'm, I'm catching up on the podcast. I'm a dedicated podcast listener to you guys, and uh, hearing that Sam was heading back to Texas, and you guys kind of, you know, you don't know me. I don't know you guys except on the radio or on the the podcast. But you, you kind of like become a family to me in the in a extended sort of way. So uh, it's kind of sad to see Sam go. And I was also wondering what's going to happen on the uh, with uh, Sam and Wayne on their Sunday thing, uh, who's going to team up with Wayne now? Your future? question is regarding the special Sunday edition of the show, which is an internet-based version of Free Talk Live, and I believe Wayne is going to be heading that show up, and I think he's going to have Michelle Seven on to uh, to co-host with him. Okay, great. So, but anyway, that's just a, just a real quick thing. I wanted to, to say thanks to you guys. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, and thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. So Ian's really bad at taking this kind of uh, gratitude from people. He, he doesn't like the whole uh, the, the thing on radio where people, you know, they call in, oh, I love you. What did I do that was bad tonight? No, I said no, thanks, no, and no, I said no. I appreciate you listening. I, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out that you're, you're uncomfortable. I didn't and, cut him short or anything like that. I, no, you didn't. And the other thing is, is when you listen to the radio, he's right. You know, like we he knows us. We don't know Ty very well. He's called in a few times. But there are people out there listening right now that have listened to us for years. Yeah. And they know who Ian and Mark and and Dalebert to some extent are. Um, You know, they They know who we are on the radio. And they have our personality. Who we really are? Yeah, it's it's hard to fake who you are. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's a there's certainly I act different on the radio than I do in real life. I don't talk as much. much in real life. I mean, I, no, I get to talk three hours a night. So, that's <laughs> but uh, that's how radio works. You know, you you get to know the people there. It, it is it's it's a very it's personal intimate. medium. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, personal intimate is another good word because I mean, you're literally it's your ideas. And the caller's ideas that are being projected into the minds of the listener. Instead of television where you see what is being presented and it's more obvious uh, and in your face, radio is a much more imaginative uh, sort of a medium. And it is very intimate. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI tool free line. Uh, coming up, Mark, you got an email or a blog post or something about capitalism, this, uh, a, this term that is much confused and and for me i don't really care for it very much so pull that up uh, when you get a chance in the meantime we'll tell you about the 13 year old girl who is currently apparently was in a coma was given a jaywalking ticket uh comatose 13 year old yep uh, new york you know the cops are out there to protect and serve new york daily news nydailynews.com a comatose 13 year old las vegas girl who is fighting for her life after being hit by a car has been giving a t- uh, given a ticket for jaywalking so this is one of those stories that's kind of in the category of the good, you know, when, you know, when the good Samaritans will like jump into a river to rescue a deer and then get ticketed by the forest uh, game warden because they weren't supposed to touch the deer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takara Davis's mother received the citation after at the hospital this week, according to KLAS TV, recounting what police officer told her. Kelly Abong, Davis's mom, said giving her the ticket at the hospital was in poor taste. He said Takara was jaywalking. She has to go to court on March sixth. 
According to uh, her, if she was day- jaywalking, then she was jaywalking. But maybe you give it to me at a later time. Don't give it to me when they're rushing her into the operating room. Although I think it's pretty much bad form to give anybody a ticket for jaywalking after they've already had a, you know, a real life punishment for doing that. Right. And that's that's the thing is that, that uh, you know, the, the punishments, they are already you don't need to go give somebody a ticket. But look at look at how people behave when it comes to the system and the police. This poor woman has her child who has been hit. The 13 year old daughter has been hit by a car. She's in a coma and. The insensitivity, she's clear that they're being insensitive. Like, they came up to her and they did this while she was in the hospital with her daughter shortly after the accident. Clearly, she understands that they're being insensitive and they're being jerks. But yet, she she's apologetic toward the idea that they ticketed her in the first place. Oh, I understand that, you know, she jaywalked, so, you know, she's going to have to go to court if she gets out of her coma. It's so by the book, you know, they, they've just, there's this, you got to be by the book. Like, the book, that book has to be important to them. It's It's, it's sort of where, it's sort of what's, propping everything up in the first place so it's it's part it's part of that whole almost religious process of the source of their authority and so it's almost like they really have to prop it up and rigidly abide by it no, wait or when you say they you're talking about who are you talking about when the, you say they the the the, the, the um the bureaucrats and the police and the people who are following the you know the laws that they cook yeah. up themselves well that's not true <laughs> they could always use discretion i mean that cop could always say Oh my God! That poor girl. She was hip. I'm not going to give this ticket out. I don't need to do this. Well, moving on. Is it possible? Is it possible that uh, the in for the insurance of the person, the car that hit her, um, that they have to give a ticket in order to to hold someone at fault? Um, you know, this happens in some states where you know somebody has to get a ticket in order for the insurance companies to decide whose fault it was and pay that kind of thing. So if it's the insurance if it's a, company, usually doesn't. Uh, I mean, it, that is merely treated as evidence. It's not. It's not the end of it. Like uh, the insurance company will do their own investigation, and they may not come to the same conclusions that the police do. I, I had my own insurance uh, company talk to me like that. I was basically in a situation where I was rear-ended. It was really open and shut from the police. You know, when the police, I think the police actually did come in and investigate it, uh, and uh, and it was very open and shut from their point of view. But the insurance agent, but did not. They, they, it wasn't open and shut for them just because the police came to a certain conclusion. They had to do. They said they do their own investigation and they may they may come to different different conclusions anyway. Hmm. Well, so my, my point that I was making on this was not to focus on the bureaucrats, but you're right about that, Dilbert. My point was to focus on the woman in this case, the mother, who is so defensive toward the system, even though it is is so insensitive and the system is aggressing against her daughter here. She's still apologizing for it. Oh, yeah. it's fine. Go ahead and give her the jaywalking ticket. I understand. I understand. My daughter was jaywalking, so just give her a ticket at a less, uh, at a more sensitive time. Then we'd be fine with it. I mean, it's that's that alone. Whether they do it two weeks later or whether they do it in the hospital, it is still an insensitive thing to do. It is still outrageous and completely unnecessary. the The, the whole idea that this young girl needs to go to court or needs to pay a fine because she walked in front of a of a, a moving car is just Absolutely outrageous, and yet the police. What department, are they going to do if she doesn't show up because she's in a coma? Well, I, I'd imagine mom will go to the well, court. I, I, and then, I, I, mom's not responsible for it, though. Mom's the thir- mom's mom. She's thirteen, so mom is responsible for her. To I don't extent. think the mom's responsible for getting for that thirteen-year-old showing up court. I think that thirteen-year-old is. I don't know. That's a good uh, question, Mark. I, I would imagine the parents have some level of responsibility over their their wards. And that their, would be my children. guess too. I, I, okay, that, that would be my presumption anyway. If she was nineteen, then what? If she was nineteen, then uh, then what would happen to her if she was yeah. still in a coma? 
hey, sorry, Your Honor, I was in a coma. Could you yeah. do something about your bench warrant for jaywalking? <laughs> Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, if you don't have somebody there to tell them that, then, yeah, they're going to go through their process. They're not going to know she's in a coma. So hopefully you would have a friend that would go to court and say, yeah, excuse me, uh, she's not here because she's in a hospital bed right now. And then maybe they would put, put the date out. But the whole idea that anybody deserves a ticket after getting into a, uh, a life-changing, a life-wrecking situation like that is pretty sick. Unless you agree with it, in which case you're free to call in. 800-259-9231. Bring- DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up, we're going to give you an update on the animal deaths. We talked about uh, last night the birds and the fish just dying in mass, apparently. Well, I asked the question, is this unusual last night? And, of course, we speculated as to what could possibly be causing it, but there's a little bit more information out, and we'll share that with you coming up here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, it's together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented individuals. Makes sense, doesn't it? The liberty-minded people are scattered about all over the place, and they're not concentrated in any way that can make that make their ideas become heard and, uh, and make them effective activists. So you get them together, concentrate the activism in one place, and what do you know? All kinds of interesting things become possible, and that's what we've seen happen here as uh, Dale Burt and myself and Mark are all early movers as part of the Free State Project. We moved, picked up our lives and moved uh, here to New Hampshire, and you could too. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about what this is, uh, what's happening up here, freestateproject.org, and uh, you can get involved. If you're sick and tired of these crazy stories that just, there's no end to them. The, the police ticketing a 13-year-old girl after she was hit by a car and put into a coma. You know, the, that $50 or however much that ticket is for is so important to them or the obedience factor is so important to them that they would, they would go ahead and do something so ludicrous. And so I pulled up this poll on the New York Daily News website, nydailynews.com, where they're reporting on this. Now, but this is actually in Las Vegas where this went down. The question now, of course, entirely unscientific web poll. Did police cross the line of decency, giving a comatose girl a jaywalking ticket at the hospital? The choices. Yes, they could have picked a different time or place. No, if she jaywalked, then she deserves a ticket, period. And I don't know. 1% said, I don't know. 54% said, no. <laughs> Why would you even answer? <laughs> Why don't know? 54% said, no, if she jaywalked, then she deserves a ticket, period. The majority of respondents in this poll said that this comatose girl, a 13-year-old girl who may be completely crippled uh, for the rest of her life, she is in a medi- uh, she is in a medically induced coma at this time. They say the bleeding hasn't stopped on the brain, according to her mother. 
She has no feeling of movement on her left side at all. This little girl apparently also needs a ticket on top of all of that other personal tragedy, according to 54% of the people that responded to that poll. Is it even appropriate to issue a ticket to someone of her age? Sure, sure. I mean, it's a crime, Delbert. I mean, we got to punish people if they the, commit crimes. I thought there were different. I thought there were different standards, though, in terms of expectations of people. Hey, thirteen-year-old girls have a lot of disposable income. They can afford a fifty-dollar <laughs> ticket. It's all about yeah. the money, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so here you go. Again, a, a majority of people in this poll responding in a very status-oriented fashion. What? I've gotten a jaywalking ticket before, so that little girl should get a jaywalking ticket. Everybody should be punished. We love being punished by our government. (laughs) It's just so sick. So get away from those people and come join the Free State Project and get together with people that are actually sane. 800-259-9231. You can go to freestateproject.org to to learn more about that. Mark, let's go to your – what is it, a blog post or BBS post? Yeah, this is a post on uh, the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. Okay. And this one from uh, L.T. Kablinski. And he says, full disclosure, I graduated from a public university with a degree in economics. He says, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy here, but the way in which Mark and Ian dismiss capitalism really bugs me. I haven't listened much this week, but regularly over the last year or more, the hosts have periodically dismissed and in some cases derided capitalism based on a collectivist socialist perceptions of the concept. And we get this, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis, uh, you know, the, the idea that, uh, you know, either we should support the word capitalist or support, support the word anarchist. anarchy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't support either of these terms because I don't think that they portray the ideas very well. Uh, let, me, let me go on. With I agree. His, his point. I, here. I agree. I'm an agnostic. My, my, the term I like is an agnostic anarchist. P- politically. I'm agnostic with regard to uh, what will result from a free society in terms of whether it will be a more capitalistic or, you know, maybe more socialistic. I, I, uh, I just want free society. I want less violence. Capitalism is generally an economic system of private ownership. With ownership, individuals are inherently given control of said property. This logically implies laissez-faire government. Any restriction on the rights of ownership or, uh, or contract are not capitalistic. Because there has never been a truly capitalistic economy, internet maybe, but that's a different discussion, discussions of economics is done in relative measures, more or less capitalistic in the context of the discussion. The American system is given the title capitalist, historically speaking, in that it has been the freest economy in world history on net. This does not logically imply that Keynesian progressive or special interest it's policies not true, by are the way. Hong Kong, uh, maybe over all of history, it might, might be true, but currently Hong Kong's the freest economy. There you go. Anyway. Um, as for the label, uh, label argument, allowing opponents to define your vehicle of communication is absurd. Historically, liberty-loving people— But I people, don't want to argue with people. I, I don't consider them my opponents. I, I have no problem with people misunderstanding uh, these terms. It's it's understandable to me that they would because they're sure. used in, mis, in misinterpreted and mis, uh, misapplied ways all over the place throughout popular media, throughout popular culture. And I'm not interested in arguing with them over what capitalism means. This isn't a debate, and I'm not here to to, to debate anybody. Well, I'm not sure that they are, the people are even misapplying it because words mean what people believe words mean. This so, is true. So if they're applying it as they believe it means, right? If if somebody believes that the term capital, if if 
90% of America believes that capitalism refers to the sort of uh, crony capitalism that we see, this uh, oligarchy, what's corporatism, this oligarchy, this mercantilism that, that runs the world, then that's what it means. Yeah. I don't care what the economists say. That 10% of the population does not get to define for 90% of the population what a world means. A word means. It's the other way around. But leave it to an I academic. Can use, I can sing Christmas carols that have the word gay in them, but you know that's that's the old terminology. The fact is, if I walk around saying I'm gay, people are gonna you know guys are gonna come on to me. They're not they're gonna not, think you mean happy. They're and not gonna and think that. Cheerful. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe a, a couple, you know, a single digit percent of the time when people use the word gay, they're referring to being happy, but it's rare. Yeah. So if you, I'm not on a crusade to redefine the word. In fact, I'm of the opinion that the word means what people believe it means, and yep. by that I mean an aggregate, the largest amount of people. And Absolutely. the largest amount of people believe that capitalism means this sort of per- corporatist, mercantilist system. If I'm talking to somebody who uh, you know understands what the term capitalism means, I'm not going to correct them, but don't expect me to use that term. I will use the term the free market. Because I think that that's a better term. Um, and it people- doesn't mean capitalism. I know that the people that support the – a lot of people who believe in the free market, and he's alluding to it here and what he said in the beginning there is that uh, he believes that means it's capitalist. He says you, you talk about it in relative terms. So the more capitalist it is, the more free it is in his mind. Uh, but I don't see it that way. I see the free market as being the absence of uh, of coercion. And in that system or in that lack of a system, there can be anything, as uh, Delbert pointed yeah. out. You could have communism. You can have a commune, people living communally together. If it's nonviolent, if it's not being imposed on people with the threat of violence, then Absolutely. I got no beef with no no real beef with it. Yep, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But the academic has more to say. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, right. we'll get back to him in a moment. Also, take your calls as well. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And we invite you to our website. You'll find a lot of stuff there, and it's all free. The webcam is one of those free features. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch. You can listen. You can chat. You can get interactive because our other listeners are there in the chat room, which is on the same page as the cam. So you can do it all at once. Cam.freetalklive.com, totally free and brought to you be uh, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. That's why they call them discounted optical transceivers because they're up to 99% off of the list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling, so they can uh, get your transceivers private labeled and they can do it in some cases as quickly as overnight in stock ready to ship the overnight delivery memorydealers.com 
All right, 800-259-9231. Your comments are certainly welcome. We're talking about capitalism right now, uh, which, as you point out, Mark, for a lot of people is a very bad word. It's a very dirty word. It's a word that uh, that has this connotation of cronyism, of corporations working together with government to oppress the, crushing the little of, guy. Cr- a, cr- a, crush, a crushing of indigenous peoples. Money being uh, piled into the hands of the few, uh, the, you know, the small, the, the small percentage of people having the, the large share of the wealth, things like this. And... The emailer here is somebody who I guess is a teacher. Is that right? A uh, college he, professor? He, he says that he graduated from a public university with a degree in economics. Oh, I see. Okay. So somebody who's educated and who's very upset at us for just oh, letting I wouldn't this. wouldn't go that far. He is upset enough to write an email. He is upset, upset enough to write an email about this because we just let it slide here on Free Talk Live. We don't defend the term of capitalism. We don't go to <laughs> bat for it. And yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting because I'm thinking back to when I was a Republican mm-hmm. and, you know, pretty much card carrying. And there was a lot of office. there's plenty of. Yeah, exactly. I ran for office as a Republican, so it's pretty official. And there's a lot of there was a lot of rhetoric around about free markets and capitalism and things like that. And when it, and in fact, I look at it and it is, in fact, the definition of capitalism as Mark describes it. The cronyism right. and the cap and the and the the corporate pandering to corporations and things like that. That is, in fact, what they were talking about. Even though they would throw in terms like free market, and I know, for instance, Ian, when you talk about free market, when you say free market, you don't mean that. You certainly don't mean no way. the cronyism and the mercantilism and. Because that, those so. things can't exist uh, without the government. I mean, the, the examples of these corporations doing naughty things, typically typically that cannot happen without having a monopoly on violence with which they can uh, they can pander to and they can ask for favors from. And uh, if it weren't for that government connection, then all of these – first of all, corporations wouldn't exist. There would just be businesses and the businesses would be liable. The people that run them would be liable for their actions unlike a corporation where the people that run them are uh, – they're essentially immune from the uh, – from the actions of the company because of a corporation. That's what a corporation exists for. It's a government file folder created, a legal fiction created to allow businessmen to do naughty things in many cases and, uh, and get away with it. Um, so I, I don't support any of the, the, the way the, the, the system currently works. Uh, anyway, let's continue with this guy's email. So he says – uh, not email, um, but – Post. Yeah, it's a post. This does not logically impi- imply that Keynesian, progressive, or special interest politics policies are capitalist. As for the label argument, allowing opponents to define your vehicle of communication is absurd. Historically, liberty-loving people have chased uh, from their um, have been chased from their stances. First, liberals uh, were traitors, first to the crown, then to the union. Then capitalists were cronies, and anarchists or thugs. Where does this leave people like Ian? Well, they have two choices. One, I prefer not to label myself. I prefer to spell out every individual belief that I have to anyone who might ask. Plus, I hate being uh, staked to one position, and it's freer to be able to flit around inanely from idea to idea. Or, two, I'm a voluntary anarcho uh, pantheo libero pacifist peaceful ethnic uh, insert label of the day here. So, um, you know, and this he's right that this happens that some people will, you know, come up with these long terms to describe themselves and things like that. We don't do that on the show. Ian, you claim to be a voluntarist and you claim that all you want to do is uh, is all you want is that people be able to participate in voluntary action. We don't. Yeah, actually took the why out. I think voluntarist makes more sense. Voluntarist. Yeah, because voluntarist confuses people. I see. Um, and, and and that's fine. But and of course, voluntarists, they think that means you like to volunteer at charities a lot and stuff. Well, like that's that. why I took the Y out, because I feel like voluntarist suggests that more than voluntarist really? does. Really? I, I feel it's the other way around. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. 
That's just it. You know, adjust it according to what your experiences are. Voluntary, yes, implies, well, the implication is that everything should be voluntary, Mm. as in not, not by force, right? But voluntarist is like I'm a volunteer. I'm a I still, volunteerist. I'm still open to new ideas. I don't. I don't really much care for either one of them uh, per, per yeah. se. I think they're way, way better than anarchists. Well, there's no good term. That's just it. Like anarchist yeah. has been usurped. Anarchists used to just be anti-state, and of course, the state decided to make that into a boogeyman word. You know, the state decided to say, well, obviously, if we're not around, everything's going to collapse into chaos. And so then anarchy became associated with chaos. And now everyone still associates the word anarchy with chaos. No, that's not going to that's not going to end. Right. Uh, No, you're probably right. I'm just saying look at the that was was, I think it's probably a concerted effort. So I think whatever word I choose to to oppose, you know, the violence of the state, whatever word I use, I think is going to get demonized. But that's you know, I'm not like I'm not like working that hard to preserve the word anarchy for what it's supposed to mean either, you know. I don't see voluntarism becoming demonized any time in the near future. I mean, it would. What are the odds that they're going to start saying, "Looks like we've got some voluntarists out front of this store window, <laughs> busting through it and throwing firebombs here, Jim? Back uh, well, to you. You know, in the news. Well, I, Ian, I, I'm telling you though, it's still, you know, it still has that implication that you know the state does not fit in there. There's nowhere that the state fits in turn into voluntarism. So it's gonna get demonized. Well, I think you're better off trying to uh, to to give an explanation for the term that you use for yourself. And I would agree with him that it should be a relatively short term. That using the paleo, uh, uh, you know, conservative whatever term that one chooses to use. I agree with that, and I understand where Dalebert is coming from on his concern that they're going to demonize the word. Maybe Mm. that's true. There's no evidence of it yet for yeah. this particular we'll term. Just get so, a new word and it happens, I guess. <laughs> well, right, but but it would also have to happen a lot for in order for it to become demonized, right? Because there have been decades over which the term anarchist has been demonized. It probably, it probably went for a while. Maybe yeah. it lasted for a while before it became associated with chaos. And and what will happen this time around? Uh, think about this. Not just Gilbert. associated with chaos. Uh, I mean, we, if you look at the synonyms, it's a synonym of yeah. chaos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you it's know, a synonym mayhem, of chaos. Uh, chaos Anarchy. So those yeah. are synonyms. So yep. think about it from yep. this perspective. Now, at least we have the ability to respond to some extent, right? So if the the news media starts re- reporting on the voluntarists are down here blowing up buildings or whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even make as much sense. It's like saying, "Oh, the peace lovers are out here blowing up buildings." I mean, a voluntarist yeah. doesn't sound has you know it has the term of voluntary volunteering. But then you, I mean, these are good words. You also have the ability to re- respond now. So um, in the past, over the past decades, at which uh, this term anarchist has been destroyed by mainstream media and popular culture there hasn't ever been the responsibility or the the ability of of those who were anarchists to get the word out about this they were not they were not interviewed on uh nightly news shows and given the opportunity to explain themselves they they couldn't have a youtube channel where they could explain themselves so so even if they do start trying to do this supposed future demonization of the term voluntarism or voluntarism at least we have the ability to get on the air and and explain what we really who we really are and that those people aren't voluntarists and i understand the anarchists are now trying to do that but they're trying to do it after 50 or 100 years of demonization the term voluntarism or voluntarism has not been demonized in any way shape or form it's not even on the radar of the mainstream media or any media they have no idea what it is we're at it's 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 also the the reality is now the mainstream media doesn't have the stranglehold that it used to have it's right. still pretty powerful 
but now there is the internet and now there are alternative means of speech. I'm not saying it couldn't be done. So I'm not saying it couldn't be done, that it couldn't be we're better demonized. To deal with it now. But it'd be more difficult for them to demonize it now. Yes. Uh, because we can talk back. And uh, plus, they just haven't done anything in that direction. So I'm not going to fret. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about point. them ruining it. I will concede that point. You are correct. Uh, do we still have more from this guy? Yeah, there's more. All right. More coming up here from the uh, academic who's upset that we do not defend the term capitalism. As far as I'm concerned, let it die. I have no horse in this race. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. But it's, you know, it's the typical position of an ap- academic to take something like this and, you know, nail himself to it and defend it forever. Uh, more coming up. You take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. of the airwaves and dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, we've got archives, a whole lot of them. In fact, going all the way back to as, uh, as late as 2006, you can go to freetalklive.com and get access to these. They're right there at the top of the page. The last week's worth is uh, there at the top. And then if you click into the archive section, that takes you way back. All of it for free at freetalklive.com, courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. The tools and templates are free, and there's 4,500 templates, as a matter of fact. They make it incredibly easy for you to make your own website. They also give you uh, free domain transfers, free file transfers, free database transfers, free script transfers, the easy control panel, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited disk space, and your first month completely free at hostgator.freetalklive.com. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, the toll-free number here for you to take control is 800-259-9231. We're in the middle of an email from uh, somebody who's got themselves in education. It's and, actually a blog post, or a BBS thank post. Thank you for continually correcting me on this. Uh, he's gotten himself in education about, uh, you know, whatever, some economics thing in school, and he's upset that Free Talk Live will uh, not constantly correct people when they misuse the term capitalism. But as you pointed out, Mark... They're using it correctly because that's what the term has come to mean. The term has come to mean the idea of this corporatist uh, situation where governments are working hand in hand with corporations to oppress the, oppress the little guy. And that's what's you know, that's really what capitalism means, because that's what most people think about when they hear the term. Right. You know, and I'll agree with you that economists have uh, sort of, uh, you know, more validity defining economic terms than the average person does. But if fewer than one percent of the population are economists and, and I'm not. Right, and so, and some small percentage of the population actually knows what capitalism means, like really knows what the term 
means, then there, that that battle has been fought. And I have no, I am not enlisted in your army of uh, dictionary warriors. Well, I, you know, I mean, that's I'm I'm not your no. I am not your slave. I am not your conscript. Right, I will not fight your battles. And that's for just you. it. And that's really one of my big concerns with what he's saying here. There's a line, a few lines up from where you're currently at, Mark, where mm-hmm. he talks about how if you let your opponent define your argument for you or something like that, that uh, you know you, you've already lost. He makes some statement like that. You can actually read the uh, the exact text if you don't mind. It's uh, he says you, yeah, uh, something about your opponents uh, defining your your terms, your 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 argument for you. And uh, look. Uh, that's how I feel. I'm not their opponent. Most of the people that are using the term capitalism are using it because of reasons I agree with. I don't want corporations to, uh, you know, to have control over people's lives. He says allowing opponents to define your vehicle of communication is absurd. Yeah, um, opponent. The, the whole idea that the person who's using the term capitalism in a way he doesn't agree with is my opponent is is incorrect. Most of the people that use that term are using it because they're concerned with corporations having too much power and they're concerned with all the, the nasty things that go on and what they perceive capitalism as. And I agree with those concerns. So they aren't my opponent. And I don't want to create an opponent out of them by, by saying, using some term that, that is loaded for those people. No, no, but not, not using that term, but stopping them and saying, whoa, 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 that's not what capitalism is. Capitalism is da 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 And then like creating this whole controversy where there doesn't need to be one. Nope. Oh, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Here's what we should do to fix it. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. Corporations are too powerful. Here's the problem. They were created by governments. Explain, explain, explain what the real problem is and, and quit you know, hacking at the leaves of the, the branch uh, by absolutely. talking about the term capitalism. This is absolutely trimming the, uh, the leaves uh, you know, on the branches of, uh, of the argument. This doesn't, uh, this doesn't strike at the root at all. Mr. Miyagi said the best way to avoid a punch is to, or to, you know, to block a punch is to not be there when it lands. Mm. And no one's landing any punches on me about capitalism or anarchy. And, you yep. know, I, I'm, I'm sorry that he likes those. He says here that uh, this just happens to He likes to be- a good fight. He was trained in academia. I mean, you, you're trained. You remember going to debate class? You're trained. You take a position and then you defend it to the death. You dig your trench and you, you let people uh, shoot their barbs at you. And then you shoot some barbs back. And, and then it goes back and forth forever until the moderator declares the winner. I right. mean. That's that's what they treat. That's how they teach you in this government school system, which is a system that's designed to uh, to perpetrate these ideas of opposition and to perpetrate division between people. I'm not interested in arguing with people. Right. And he says here that this is a pet peeve of his. And I would say that, oh, for one, it's your pet peeve. You've got to keep it and feed it and groom it if you want to keep this peeve as a pet. It's not mine. And once again, he's using the terminology, the the uh, the speech of slavery. You know, so he's trying to enslave me into the the keeping and nurturing of his pet peeve. And I just it it annoys me that my pet peeve you is people's pet peeves. I don't like your pet. That's my pet peeve is I don't want to hear about your pet peeve. Um, that's how I feel about you know people honestly. And usually, by the way, people that have a pet peeve, they don't actually have one pet peeve. they got a whole house full of peeves. <laughs> All right, so he goes They're on. peeve hoarders. Yeah, peeve hoarders. He says, he says that it's uh, simply a matter of intellectual legitimacy. If, I host, <laughs> if you host a show on the basis of freedom and liberty and you specifically support free markets, you should, warning opinion, be able to clearly articulate the different facets of said concept, i.e., not only should Mark and Ian know what capitalism means, but be able to effectively argue for against it. My personal opinion is they should 
Embrace you should the be term more like capitalism me. and seek to clarify and strengthen <laughs> listeners' ideas of it. You should be more like me. Do what I want you to do. Dictionary do Talk own Live. Show. I mean, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, this, and, and a, a guy points it out here the dic- that I wouldn't listen to Dictionary Talk Live. And I, I'm using uh, this uh, Alaric uh, 89's term, Dictionary Talk yeah. Live. And he says, knowing the meaning of a word wouldn't make FTL into Dictionary Talk Live. But in fact, it would. If Free Talk Live spoke in... Uh, 17th century English, we would spend a lot of time trying to to, to get people to understand what the things that we're saying mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, and uh, you've got to talk to people at their level. You, I, you, that's what language is for. Language is for communication. That's why it I don't not, like reading uh, academic books. I can't handle it. I look. I went to a regular. You know, I went to school. I didn't go to college. I don't like the academic books. I don't. You know, they're they're above my level, and I don't want to. I don't want to spend my time on them. Even though the people that wrote them may be very very brilliant, and you know the brilliant minds. They've got these great ideas. I'd rather take a book like a Dr. Mary Ruart, somebody who's taken those brilliant folks' ideas and boiled it down in a way that I can easily understand and that I can easily re-communicate to other people. It's my job to communicate yes. uh, the ideas. And it's not your job to communicate to economics graduates. Yeah. There are people out there that'll do that. We call them professors. Okay, what It is the job of Free Talk Live, in fact, is to communicate these ideas to the common guy listening to the radio. It's one of our jobs. Well, you know, the other jobs keep you listening through commercial break. That you know, that's the main job is to keep people listening through commercials. <laughs> that much is true. So you know, if if we go about it in a fashion that you don't like, that's fine. We're not teaching college class to college students. There is likely some sort of podcast out there hosted by some academic. You that can believe will, it. That will you know the economics podcast. Mises puts it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And, and I, it's boring as sin. And people have said, Ian, why don't you put the Mises podcast on Liberty Radio Network? Because I can't stand listening to it. I listen to it. I enjoy it. Um, I, but you know, that's that's besides. The, the fact i mean you know some i i enjoy listening to that and i don't find it that boring but um you know that's i don't think i feel would, like i'm in school again no thanks i don't think it would make <laughs> i would not think it would make it onto the radio is it lectury is it like listening to a lecture yeah. at a, it's, in a, it's just in a classroom? too intellectual it's too yeah. intellectual for me some of it's it, not that i'm a dummy it's just that i don't like the you know i don't like the highbrow stuff you know, I like movies where things go boom and explode <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, yeah. I, I like that stuff I, I'm not I, hard to please. I like a lot of movies people think are terrible. You know? I like I like monsters in my movies. I like really like ridiculously creepy, scary monsters. Yeah, but I liked Alien vs. Predator, and everybody hates that movie, you know? So, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. You, yeah. you recommended that I go watch it. Yeah. And I thought it was fine. I'm trying to think of a movie that I liked that other people hated. I know they're out there. Matrix 2 and 3. People hate those movies, and I, I thought, thought they, they were, were great. Yeah, they were great. I, just, I, thought I, dis- I was disappointed in them. Uh, people hate the Star Wars movies, uh, the first three, uh, or the, the second, yeah, newer ones, second three or whatever. They're fine by me. So let's wrap awful. it up here, Mark. That's, there more? Uh, that's That's what he's got to say. So be more like me. Right? Yeah. That was his final point. Yeah. His final point is knowing the meaning of a word wouldn't make FTL into dictionary talk live. So, you know, he wants the show to be done the way he wants the show to be done. And I, I understand Great, lots of I people want it. the show to be yeah. done the way they want the show to be done. And there's only one way to have a show done the way you want it done. That's all. To do your own show. Yeah. And I appreciate the, uh, the, the critique. I appreciate I do too, people's sure. ideas. Um, you know, I, I want your ideas. However, right. I've confronted this idea on multiple occasions, and you I've know, decided, I've, I've made my decision, and I've decided that I think that capitalism is, and anarchy are loaded words, yep. and I'm not interested in it. You know, maybe I should uh, take this for personal reflection in terms of, you know, are there words I'm married to? I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think I'm so married to anarchy, for instance. But, uh, but you, I, I have to wonder, why is he so married to that word? Why? 
he's so married to the word capitalism. What does he feel like he's giving up if he gives up the word? He said economics graduate. He has an economics degree. Okay. He knows what it really means. It's a technical term. He's it's right. got to be done right. I, I agree that he's right. I mean, you know, in the sense that, yeah, that's the uh, academic definition. Go enjoy of- your crusade of trying to save the term capitalism. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Free Talk Live. More coming up. Hour three's next. You take control. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the site. You'll find that the features there are totally free. Unlike those other people in this talk radio business that want to charge you for accessing their sites, we give it away, so enjoy it at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. And we go to the phones and to the fun all the way across multiple ponds to Australia, where Tristan is on the line. Tristan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, fellas. How are you today? Good day, sir. What's, <laughs> what's on your mind? No, thanks, man. Um, yeah, you actually, uh, when you capital to capitalism in the last segment there, um, you actually said something about a voluntary communistic society and i've actually got a little i actually had a search about and i've come up with a um a commune in uh, israel they actually uh, tried that uh, through non-forceful uh, means and it's uh, actually pretty um interesting how they ended actually actually ended up and how's that um uh well basically they it started in uh, the early 20th century uh, based on the ideas of uh Marks, of course, and mm-hmm. they um, the first generation, uh, purely about 400 people, and then uh, obviously after World War Two, their numbers increased a hell of a lot, and formation of Israel, and uh, basically they couldn't survive without uh, government assistance, mm. and it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, something to say about the economic system of communism. Uh, really, you can't, uh, it actually can't propagate without force well i don't know if that's true i i think that certainly I think you there need are, more than one example uh, right. there are communes that have existed uh, elsewhere over For a long time, time. Yeah. and uh you know i i wouldn't want to live there yeah it, it doesn't interest me um i'm not uh you know i'm not a big fan of communism i tend to think that uh, people you know should be able to own certain property and and that kind of thing and that uh, property that is owned by no one will be treated as though it is no, owned by no one i have visited a couple of places that uh might be dis- accurately described as communes. Certainly, they were communal living situations, and I believe one was actually outwardly described as a commune. And uh, you know, I knew some people there, and I'd, I'd visited those places a couple, a few times, and they were usually not 
well kept and uh, dirty, and I, you know, they weren't places I wanted to live. And and I think that's just, that bespeaks how the organizational system and the incentives or lack thereof affects the way people behave in those systems. Um, and I think that you're absolutely right in that in most cases, uh, because of human nature and the the kind of the the born in desire to own things and to uh, to have property for oneself, uh, it, uh, communism I believe does run against human nature. But if people want to give those things a try and want to experiment with it, then they should be able to, and I don't think you would say that that they shouldn't, right? No, no, of course yeah. not. I'm not. <laughs> I'd never be uh, against anyone to actually uh, enter in a voluntary uh, situation because that's what it is. But uh, something's very interesting in the 1980s when the government stopped uh, subsidising their farm, they actually moved towards uh, uh, more. <laughs> free market reforms. Uh, they stopped the wage controls and they uh, actually employed some um, foreign workers to actually uh, make the farms uh, actually uh, cost uh, viable financially. And there's still about 160,000 people in there right now. Where is this 160,000 people? Where? Uh, it's actually a pretty big commune. It's a, that uh, is big. Yeah, it's really, really big. Um, if you just look up kibbutz. Spell that for K-I- me. Yep. K-I-B-B-U-T-Z. I'm actually on the Wikipedia page right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just trying to uh, look up the population of them. But uh, it's very, it's a very large number. So you're saying that uh, this particular community does still exist. They've had some more market-based reforms, but they generally are still a communal lifestyle kind of situation. Much, yeah. Okay. In 1989, its population peaked at 129,000. That's incredible. Wow. Good for them. You know, if they're doing it, if they're doing it voluntarily, then you know I fully support uh, their actions. I, don't, I may not want to join them, but uh, by all means, Tristan. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. No, no, thanks very much. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Or this morning, because it's probably the morning where he is. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can take control here. Let's talk to Matt, who is on the amp lines in Illinois. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey there. What's on your mind? Uh, real quick, I, you know, you were talking to, or uh, you were reading the email from the um, the economist, and I wanted to point out that within the English language, many times, just between professions, different words will mean different things. Sure. So Here in the, the radio profession, uh, we might use a slang term. There are a lot of radio slang terms, like cans is a radio slang term for headphones. Right. But if you were to talk to a, a, a female broadcaster, and I would just to say, nice cans... <laughs> Like you know, that could be it. Can be a problem. Yeah, I've, I've actually, you know, I think I think that's happened to me one time. Maybe it was a dream. I don't know. But um, you know, this 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 kind of thing can happen. An implanted yeah. false memory. So so this this guy just if he's if he's listening, he shouldn't he shouldn't be so hung up on a term. I, I think the best example is the legal profession. I mean, they'll talk in, and you'll think they that you know exactly what what they said and then you're in court and all of a sudden you're going wait a minute i didn't know this was going to happen well i explained it to you this way and you know just because the english language is so different to them than it is to the rest of the people in the world uh it really means something completely different and uh, you know i wish i could give specific examples but um 
just look up words in, in Black's Law Dictionary, and you'll see it. Sure. And, and then look up the same words in, in the Webster's Dictionary, and, How about and person? you'll understand. How about person? I mean, that's one of those legal terms that has just there you go. all kinds of crazy yeah. definitions. You would think that a person has uh, two arms, two legs, uh, you know, organs, eyes in the front of their head, that kind of thing. But, but no, apparently a corporation is also a person, yeah. according it's, to it's the law. Person, right. It's not even and, close. Uh, just uh, uh, the party. The party of the first part and the party of the second part in those contracts, yeah, everybody else thinks that a party is a big gathering of people. Yep. But uh, but to them, a party is just one person. Very excellent or, observations. Or, Anything else you want to share? Right. No, that was it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We continue. Scott the Bigot is on the line, I presume, at least. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, hello, gentlemen. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Uh, you know, I'm I'm very happy uh, that uh, the uh, new Congress was uh, sworn in because uh, it's going to uh, put another nail in the coffin of this country. The American people are so stupid; they don't realize that uh, that it doesn't matter if you put Mickey Mouse into office. These these clowns are going to do nothing for us, and uh, they're just it's just double talk. It's it's rhetoric. But in the end, you know, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding, as they say. And this country, this uh, uh, so-called Zionist-occupied government, will just self-disintegrate. It will disintegrate. And in fact, gentlemen, I well, hold in my that, hands uh, you now. Know, as usual, you say things that I agree with, and then you pepper them with uh, terminology well, that gonna, is very disagreeable. Little, I'll tell I you what, we, you can hold on with your quotes yeah. here in a moment. Delbert, has he ever called when you've been on before? Yeah, I believe he so. has. Okay, because mm-hmm. he's called a few times recently and has just railed against homosexuals. And I've been like, oh. ah, where is Dale? He's not here tonight. And I so, am a flaming homosexual, yeah. Scott. So if Scott can, no, can actually... He just kind of flickers. <laughs> yeah, not really. I'm really not. That, Scott, if you can... get into homosexuals? Well, hold on, Scott. <laughs> if you like. <laughs> tell you what. Well, wouldn't that make you a homosexual? Don't you... ask him a question right now. We're going to put Scott on hold because I want to tell you about the Toto Sack. It's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods to your vehicle... Uh, to your home from your vehicle, or you could haul them to the vehicle. You can haul them wherever you want. Uh, the Totosack makes it easy. It's a brilliant handle that has been designed. You just hook the bags, the shopping bags, on this handle. It is like unbreakable. This thing is amazingly strong, and it's going to be able to hold more than you could possibly carry. Uh, so recycled, made here, right, in the, right here in the United States. Yep, you can go to totosack.us to order some for yourself. T o t a s a k dot u s and get a family pack over there. You can also wholesale these things and sell them at your grocery store or something like that, or whatever store you own. Uh, it's a great product. I use them personally. I love it. Mark, you uh, use it as well. They're D- awesome. Delbert, have you had a chance to put yours uh, to the to work yet? I don't have any. You oh, didn't get him right any? here for you, Mark. We're gonna get. We're gonna have to work. We're gonna fix that. But we're gonna give okay. you two right now. If you call in at 603-435-1105, 603-435-1105, call now to win the Tota Sack. We're coming up. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site 
and you can enjoy them for free. So head over there and do that at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you can support us by going to become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. All for as little as three bucks a month. Then you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, uh, forum. Excuse me, the chat room is no longer available. Well, I guess it's still there, but nobody ever uses it. So you, you'd have access to it. But the forum is uh, certainly used by folks. And, uh, you know, the market decides these things. So you get uh, other stuff as well like the amp-only podcast. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more, to get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some other alternatives, amp.freetalklive.com. Speaking of the Amplifier program, Jason Osborne of SACL CAI recommends that you join the Amplifier program. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue, uh, Scott the Bigot is on the line in Massachusetts. Uh, Scott, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, now, what were you calling about tonight? Well, our government uh, is a super government, a Zionist-occupied government, if you will. <laughs> and, I will uh, not. It, it, it's too complicated for your listeners, just they, they need to they need to educate themselves either online or, or get what's, it. What's uh, complicated? The government's a group of men and women, and I would not go yeah. in the Zionist direction that you would. They're men and women of various different religions who believe it's okay to control other people. That's what they are, and they believe it's okay to use aggressive force to get people to behave in a certain way, to get them to give up uh, their money, to get them to give up their obedience. That's what the government is. There's nothing complicated about it. Could I read you this little excerpt from the Protocols of Learned Elders? No, nope, I, I really don't want to hear that. I'd rather hear Scott, Scott's All right, ideas. But you'll hear me. Yeah. Our government is, it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican. The people are stupid. They're being fooled, led astray. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, why, they Why do you their, have this negative view of, uh, of humans? Why, why do you think people are so stupid? Isn't it possible that they're just not, isn't it possible they're just ignorant on some things? No, not at all. As, as Adolf Hitler said famously in Mein Kampf, the people, when they, when they hear something over and over and over again, they're so weak-minded that they'll believe it. The, the, the people what makes you think stupid. you're any different? I think... the, the, <laughs> the people in our country are so stupid. They've been so dumbed down with this it's, of democracy. Democracy is garbage. It means nothing. Translation for democracy is, is, is Jewish internationalism. Well, that's and a bunch of that, racist, uh, race baiting, but you uh, say democracy you uh, is actually two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. So as, as usual, we might agree on the premise, uh, but the, the reasons, uh, not so much. So, this, Scott, I, I have a question here. Yes. How did the Jews get these special, terrible powers that, you're, uh, that you, you'd like to believe that they have? I mean, how did, glad, how, how'd that come about? The gays gave it to them, Mark. I'm, the gays glad, did you, it. I'm glad you mentioned that. If you read The International Jew by Henry Ford, it's known as The Jewish Question. What The Jewish Question, I'm going to answer your question now. What it means is The Jewish Question, how do the Jews get to such levels of power? What do they do with such power once they get there? How do they achieve their power? How do they use their power? That wasn't really my question. My question was what made them what they, how they are. I mean, yeah, they're clearly, uh, according to you, these uh, you know, lurking, evil, scale-covered monsters that uh, will uh, rip, rip out the hearts of children when they, when they, once they have the opportunity. But I'm, my question is, how did they get to be so much different than you and I? Because, I mean, it's your belief that 
but you know, there's there's what the Aryans and they're okay or something. I'm not exactly sure what the battle. The world is locked in battle between the Aryans and the Jews, and uh, and the Jews. To answer your question, are 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 brilliant. I must be missing that battle. Go they're ahead. Brilliant. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No you. one's no one's saying the Jews aren't brilliant. What I'm saying is that they use their brilliance for nefarious, for evil purposes. I'm saying that they use their powers for world domination, for world conquest. These are known as international Jews, the Jews that control Goldman Sachs, the Jews that control the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, the Jews that control the American Jewish Con- Con- Jewish American Jewish Committee, the World Jewish Congress, the Jews that on, control the on, New York Times. On. He just keeps they going. Control Does he answer your question? Has he answered your question, Mark? I guess. You know, they control whatever. our country. And I'm not a it's nut such job. a bunch of yeah. You well, it is nutty. Uh, they Scott. control our country. Well, you if, you are just as duped as anybody else. You no, the question would be this: Why are the Jews in control of Israel, and they're they're electing Jews there, but they're not electing Jews here? I mean, because you can't point to very many elected Jews in America. Everyone, let me try answering for him, because then then they would figure it out. I'll, I'll answer that question. <laughs> the, the dummies would figure it, wouldn't it out. It would matter at that point. They'd be it's, in charge. It's, it, in the International Jew by Henry Ford, it's known as Gentile fronts. Let me explain what that term means. Yeah. Oh, I, I you, got me, it. You could, have, you could have Mr. Jones or Mr. Smith running, running a giant bank, say Bank of America, but behind it, Jews, a Jewish cabal would run it. Well, that's conveniently uh, not provable. Oh, so we're just supposed pro- to take it on faith. Let me explain. It is provable. It is provable. Goldman Sachs... Bear Stearns, the Rothschild family from Europe, they control all banks in Europe, they and the Federal Reserve System, Ben Bernanke, Alan Greenspan, they're all Jews that control our monetary system. That's not, that's not a, a myth, that's a fact. The Jews invented the Federal Reserve System. Uh, uh, J.P. Morgan? <laughs> J.P. Morgan was a Gentile, but yet he was in cahoots with the Jews and he was for well, the well, Wait, is he in the? Is he? Yeah, in you know, like there, there. Yeah, there were some Jews. There were some that weren't. And that, see, that, therein lies the problem with trying to blame the Jews. The you know, Jews, there's the Jews control the stock exchange. They control the banks. They control just, the media. You're spouting, spouting off declarations again without being very convincing, though. You'd Again, have to, there were non-Jews involved with the creation of the Fed, too. And, and that is a huge a, uh, scam, no doubt about it. But it wasn't just Jews. Isn't it possible that some people will just use the system to get what, uh, what they can out of other people? And you don't have to pick them by race? Because that doesn't really work very well, Scott. Are, I mean, trying to, trying to identify the bad people by their race. Are is, the Jews is also in, wait, wait, wait. Are the Jews are, also in control of uh, Africa and South America and you know, places like Venezuela, uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, the Congo? Are the, the Jews also behind the, you know, the despotic regimes there, the, the Gentile front, as you call it? Uh, yes, anywhere with so communism. It's just such communism was a Jewish course, invention. It's it's just such nonsense. You're it's so paranoid. Nonsense. You're it's you're paranoid. In, well, in how could communism be a Jewish invent, invention? I'll explain when, it to you. When Milton Friedman, uh, a free market uh, economist, Jew. was Jewish. No, no. communism was no, invented by Karl Marx. It was right. his doctrine. Milton Friedman, 
uh, won the Nobel Prize yeah. for economics, and he espoused free market economics. Uh, what wasn't Hayek Jewish? Uh, uh, Rothbard's Jewish. I mean, many of the free market economists Great out there point, were Jewish. Let me so explain to when you. you say communism yeah. was Jewish because it was created by Karl Marx, whom I'm going to take your word was a Jew, I certainly don't know and don't care, quite honestly. Then what you have to do is you have to bow your head and give homage to these other Jews that have talked about free market economics. Either that or you've got to say that every economic system are all Jewish plots. Scott just got pwned. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Pwned. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Headshot. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Man, I don't think anyone's ever brought that point up before, Mark. Super genius. really good one. You can take control of the airwaves here. Mark A. Edge. (laughs) Super genius. Yeah, yeah. More coming up. Your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They are free. So head over there, enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. Features including news updates. You get signed up, we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can get that information the way you prefer. Maybe you'd like it email. That's, I think, the best way to guarantee you see everything. But there's also Facebook and Twitter for those of you that are into uh, those worlds, which uh, the Facebook world is incredibly huge. Uh, in fact, we just in- integrated Facebook over onto the Free Keen comments, uh, which is a, a big change over at freekeen.com. But anyway, you can get on the news updates list. Any one of them that you want, or more than one, all for free. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduate, graduates, and recent graduates for its uh, summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism, whether it's TV, uh, new new media, radio, all kinds of journalism, and in public policy, which means think tanks uh, in Washington, D.C. and around the country. The internship program includes a generous stipend, that means a monthly paycheck, or maybe it's biweekly, I'm not sure, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Uh, listen, if you're in college and it's, you're going to have a job over the summer, you might as well do a job that's going to teach you about the ideas of liberty, possibly get you a job in the future, and... Well, you know, you, you won't be bagging groceries all summer. It's visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up to receive their updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. Sounds like a great opportunity. It is. It's an awesome, awesome gig. All right. So 800-259-9231. Now, Scott the Bigot was on the line, and he – I didn't want to get into the, the homosexual conversation because we'd already spent a whole segment with him, and I was done with him at that yeah, point. Yeah, I maybe, didn't particularly want to talk about the gay stuff either just because I just can't imagine – I don't know what he would say other than just like emotionally charged nonsense, which is most of his other stuff. Well, don't and then you how do you understand? respond to that with any kind of logic? Dilbert, mm-hmm. he is so smart, and we're just stupid. I mean, <laughs> we just everybody, don't get it. everybody is so stupid compared to Scott. 
that's his viewpoint. He believes that the rest of the world is just dumb and he is the enlightened one when, in point of fact, Scott is really just, you know, a, basically a paranoid racist conspiracy theorist. I mean, that's essentially all he calls to espouse is his paranoia over the so-called Jewish conspiracy to rule the world. And, of course, it's based in, in racism and hatred and bigotry. And he doesn't just hate Jews. He hates everybody who's not a white Christian male, uh, effectively. And it's just it's just so sad. And a lot of people have something to say about him or to him, although he's not on the line now. So let's go to your thoughts. Uh, by the way, let's go to uh, Scott listening in Charleston. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WVTS. Hey, how you doing tonight, fellas? Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, that last caller. I just I had to get on because, uh, like I said, I was I sold told the screener, you know, um, yeah, I've been on several of the affiliates. I think you guys have talked to me several on several occasions before. I just wanted everybody to know that that's not me. And, uh, <laughs> that you are the good Scott. <laughs> the only thing that conversation lacked was uh, something, something dark side, something, something complete. You know, or maybe uh, Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. I'm not sure which. Yeah. But uh, the dark side I joke was know. over my head, but I hope someone got it. Did you get that one, Dale? Hey. Dale? Well. Yeah, well, he just you know, it was just the, his villainization of the Jews was very. Uh, I thought it might have been a reference <laughs> yeah. to something. It, it was it was very sort of emperor esque. Uh, I see. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. But no, uh, I mean, he was all talking about the uh, uh, that, and I just I went back to talking about wealth and all these people having all this other wealth, and the only thing came from Adam Smith was wealth of nations, where he says that you know. Um, any wealth that is created is either grown out of the ground, dug out of the ground, or, you know, taken and uh, uh, increased in value as a result of human endeavor. I mean, that's, if you think about it, that's the only thing. Anybody can do it if, they're, if they are allowed to do it by their, by their government. Yep, that's right. Humans uh, create wealth by combining their ideas and their efforts with uh, natural resources or ideas that, uh, that have already been created. That tends to be the way that wealth is created. Thanks, Scott. Anything else you want to share? That's about all I got. I just wanted to get on for that. That's all. Great, man. Thanks for the call tonight. You guys have a good day. Yes, sir. You too. And thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jenny, listening also to WVTS in Virginia, West Virginia, rather. Jenny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I just had to change the subject. My grandmother is a German-born Jew. (laughs) Not a problem. I wanted to tell you a story about my dad. He's a Vietnam veteran. He was wounded in battle. He has one arm and part of his right leg. Yikes. Um, He was uh, growing marijuana for personal use on our 100-acre farm in rural West Virginia. And he was jailed for six months. The property was almost seized. Luckily, uh, that didn't happen. But since he's been in jail, he's had to see the VA medical doctors. And he's since become... hopelessly addicted to morphine and narcotics that they prescribe him. And I just think, you know, what a, what a terrible thing. You know, how awful is it to go from, you know, using something that is curing you and helping you to going to something that's just ruining your life? Mm. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's really I sad. Just, you know, and he wasn't hurting anyone. He wasn't offering it to school children. You know, I mean, right. we live the, in the middle of nowhere. The idea that uh, that that him being on heroin is uh, or morphine yeah. or is in any way preferable to him taking marijuana right. or growing marijuana is oh, so it's night ludicrous. And day. Yeah, totally sick. 
sick and sad. And now he's just, I mean, if he goes without it for a while, you know, he gets really sick. And I just, I feel that it's so sad. So I just wanted to share that with you and, uh, you know, keep supporting people who use it medicinally because it's absolutely an amazing drug. Absolutely, it is. The stories that people tell about their experiences using uh, cannabis for medical purposes are just, they're so persuasive. They're so amazingly, like, just awe-inspiring how uh, this, this drug, this little plant, can, uh, can assist people. And uh, Jenny, anything else you want to share tonight? I, my grandmother is a German-born Jew, and uh, she immigrated to the United States. And I just would like to say that her belief in freedom is so powerful that the ignorant caller before last would absolutely cower in her presence. Thank you, Jenny. She just believes in hard work and, you know, the power of freedom. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Yeah, this is why these ideas that Scott have are, um, they're old ideas. They're ideas um, that you you wouldn't be able to pass this off on people that know uh, Jews. I'm sure there's bad Jews out there, no doubt. Uh, But there are bad bad everybody. Bad everybody. Um, you know, and th- th- these ideas are dying. They're dying quickly uh, because people people know people and they won't accept this stuff. It's nonsense. Absolute, utter nonsense. Let's continue and talk to Bob, listening in Ithaca, New York, to WNYY. Hello, Bob. Hello? Hey, Bob, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, how are you guys? Uh, I want to say, first of all, I've been listening to you guys for about three months, and I think you guys are great. Thank, thank you. Thank you, you very much. Work. And, and and back into the last caller, Jenny. Hey, I think marijuana should be legal. I think it helps uh, help people with AIDS and everything else. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. And the other thing is about about China and, and the world itself. Why do we why do we support China so much? Where we hate the communists, but yet the reason why I'm saying it because I'm, I'm from Laos. And I'm, I'm, you know, when you, we went to the war in war Vietnam. I'm 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 here because of the war, and we we hate communists so much, but yet we support. Um, China. Well, hold on. Let's break down. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me break down real quick the language you're using here because I don't agree with uh, with some of the well the, the terms. Um, when you say why do we hate Ch- or why do we uh, support China? What, what do you mean by that? Who's we like, and what kind of support? Like Americans. Why do, why do we? Why do we? Why do we uh, do business with them? We hate, hate communist people so much. Well, is it possible um, that some of the people in China aren't communist? Right, I, I, that's that's what I think too. Because some people are more, they're more capitalist than, than, than communist, but yet okay. they're still killing their people inside. But yet we There's don't no go to doubt. war with North Korea. I, I tell you what, I want to dig into this topic. I want to dig into this topic with with you more, Bob. So if you can hang on, we're going to bring you back here in a moment. Why do business with people in China? Well, because um, in many cases they've got the best product at the best price. But let's talk about it a little further. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is there some other ideas that are worthy of discussion on this topic? 800-259-9231. You can take control even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up in moments. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
800-259-9231. If you get on now, we might be able to sneak you in here before the end of this program. But if you don't get in tonight, don't worry. we got shows six nights a week. And then we actually have a live Sunday show that is only available on our website at freetalklive.com. So we're on the air uh, seven nights a week here. Plenty of time for you to get on the air, even if you don't get in tonight. So uh, let's continue here. Freetalklive.com, by the way, the site to go to. Lots of features there. All of it brought to you free, including the listening options. You can go and tune in to our live streams. Uh, you can experience the broadband or dial-up flavors. Uh, we also have the the webcam listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. And all of these listening options are available around the clock Although the webcam only airs Free Talk Live during our live hours, uh, it otherwise airs Liberty Radio Network content outside of that. Plus, our satellite channel is also an LRN.FM uh, channel for you. You can go and learn more about that over all of it. You can learn more about all of it at listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, Bob is with us. Bob in Ithaca listening to WNYY. Are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm still here, sir. Now, you had asked the question, why do we support the Chinese when they are communists. And we're started, I started by breaking down the terms in the question. So by we, you meant Americans, so people living generally on this plot of land commonly known as the so-called United States. And by they, you mean the people living primarily on the plot of land called China. Um, but I think right. within those two groups, there are all kinds of different uh, people, and uh, there are communists living here in the United States, and there are likely uh, you know, free market-minded people over in China, maybe not as many of them, but uh, because there's a lockdown on information over there, you can't even Google Tiananmen Square, for instance. Um, but I think that uh, some people are probably more interested in communism than others in China. Likely the people in the Communist Party are the ones that are the most interested in communism. No, they're just interested in power. A lot of the other people are likely just interested in having a life, um, having a family, loving, eating, sleeping, doing the things that uh, that we are all interested in because they're human beings. So why do business with the Chinese? Because it makes sense. If they've got a product and they've got a service that is uh, worthy in the marketplace and is a uh, worthy competitor at the right price, then you should buy from them. And also, uh, if you do interact with people in other countries, whether it be China or Cuba or something like some other uh, horrible communist country, then that gives them the opportunity to interact with the so-called enemy, right? It gives them the, inter- the opportunity to, to, uh, to interact uh, with the, the Americans or whoever and, and learn that Yep, sure enough, we're just like them with the same kind of wants and desires. We love and, our kids, too. Yep, and we're human beings as well. So that's why I right. would say people should uh, should do business with them and anyone around the world. I don't care what uh, arbitrary political designation somebody lives on. I think that everybody should be free to interact with whoever they want. Don't you? That, that, that's a great way to put it, sir. But the other question is, why didn't, why didn't we step foot in North Korea again when they started bombing the South where we should say, hey, why are you doing this, you know? Why didn't we set foot in North Korea? By we, you mean the U.S. military? The States. That's correct. Okay. Well, that's just make the real, it clear. Right? My, my, opinion, my opinion, that's the real war that we should be in. Not, I don't want to be in a war. In Iraq. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I hate war. I, I can't yeah, stand I, war. Why would, really why would you guy. want to go to North Korea? I mean, what, what's, what's your business there? I, I think because North Korean uh, people are being, being slaves there and they're starving to death. Um, that may be true. Agreed. Um, and most of the, you know, the, the embargoes and things like that are that are put on that nation probably don't help with that. But, um, you know, the when you're 
I would suspect that most of the reason that North Korea acts up these days is because North Korea gets what it wants when it acts up. So, um, you know, you're, it's kind of like a spoiled child throwing a tantrum. Um, they, they tend to get concessions when they do whatever it is that they do. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the United States should pull all troops out of South Korea and then – And the rest of the world. And, 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 South, and let South – and yeah, sell, it, you know, sell weapons to South Korea if that's what they want to defend themselves. But then they can handle that issue because north korea would they be able to defend themselves though to south would they be able to you think so well why why wouldn't south korea is one of the richest south korea be able to defend itself against north korea i mean why does why does north korea a superior military state it's not it's not i mean they they, They don't have power right they don't have electricity i mean their economy is so bad that uh that they really can't do anything it's it's just a it's a shell of a country all they have and i don't think it's enough is just ruthlessness you think think because of the nuclear the nuclear weapons that they have there they can just push a buttons and say hey there you go. I don't know. Is There's there any real proof they actually have? Oh, they've got them. Do they, they really do? Absolutely. It's amazing to yeah, me. Well, two I think months ago, it, it they found I mean, out that they had it. If they use them, I imagine they must have some idea of notion of what would happen if they did use them. Right. I mean, that's the right, nature right. of nuclear yeah. weapons. Kim Jong-il, right. he certainly knows that there might be a, re- you know, a repercussion if he decided to launch that nuclear weapon. Yeah, there almost certainly would be, yeah. So, um, you know what? Uh, the, by the way, any other thoughts you want to share tonight, Bob? Uh, no, not at all. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks, man. We're glad you're out there. And hey, if you like the show and you're listening on a local radio station like you are there in uh, Ithaca, WNYY, take a moment, call the program director uh, during the week, during business hours, and tell them thanks uh, for airing Free Talk Live. WNYY is one of our handful of progressive talk stations. We're mostly heard on kind of the traditional conservative talkers. Because that's mostly what Uh, there is. That's right. That's mostly (laughs) what's out there. Uh, But WNYY has had us on for a while now on weeknights, and they've, uh, they've been taking the third hour of the show live. There's another couple hours you guys aren't hearing, so... Uh, tell them thanks for Free Talk Live and ask for more. And thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. By the way, speaking of North Korea, Johnson sent me a link to a video. I don't think I mentioned this on the air, Mark. I think I told you off the air. Uh, but Johnson sent me a link to this video called The Vice Guide to North Korea. Yes. It's 14 parts long, but the parts are only like five minutes, so it's not incredibly mm-hmm. lengthy. Uh, and it's just an outstanding uh, documentary because – there aren't really very many documentaries about North Korea. They don't let people, they tend to not allow people with cameras into North Korea. Uh, but in this case, they did, for whatever reason. They allowed these uh, documentarians in, and I guess, the, I guess the show actually airs on MTV, from what I understand. Uh, but they allowed these guys in, and it's almost, it's hard to describe it in a, in a short amount of time, how crazy Yeah, I, uh, I've is. seen a documentary, it may not be the same one. But I saw a documentary where cameras were allowed in. They were probably under very strict supervision. You know, oh, boy, yeah. You're always under strict. Whether you've got right. cameras or not, you're they're, always they're, under strict supervision. They're given a, you're, they're given a, a very guided tour of like Correct. places that are kept very pristine for, for tourists. And the creepiest uh, thing know. about it was, and that's exactly what they did, yeah. they would take them into this restaurant, so-called. And the guy got this impression that, uh, the, you know, the main guy that's hosting this thing, got this impression that, the, the woman here that's serving him at this restaurant doesn't do anything for the rest of, you know, the, the, the time. Like she sits around and waits weeks at a time for somebody to come in because there's no one else there. They're in yeah. this dining hall at this hotel. 
like where you'd be normally seated seated at a banquet, and there are tables mm. with uh, with settings at them. Right, they but have, there's no just, one there. It's just for outsiders, just to show them. Look, no, North Korea is doing hunky dory. Everything's yeah. wonderful here. They have yeah. this hotel that essentially no one stays in. The, yeah. Right, the hotel. That right, right. That, that, they, the hotel is on an island, and, and, and what you got can't me was that, What got me was the people. Was that the 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 people the reverence that they show for Kim Jong Il? Yeah, is he's a deity to them. I yes. mean. They, and, and and they seem absolutely yeah. terrified to express anything other than worshipfulness. Go to, look it up. Toward him. Take the time to watch it. Yeah. It will blow your mind. Uh, it's called The Vice Guide to North Korea. Let's talk to Kurt. He is in Michigan. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I called to uh, rebut something Scott had said in an earlier podcast and how apropos that he was on the line. He was the first call you guys took before I, as I connected. But uh, in an earlier podcast, and you, you, you said you didn't want to talk about the homosexual thing, but he did assert that, that being gay was a choice. And I have a question that I like to ask people who, act, who make this assertion. And I always, I always ask them if they have, the, have it within them, the choice to look at my hairy white butt and say, mm, I got to get some of that. <laughs> and normally at that point, you know, they, they realize it's not much of a choice because... You know, right. if, if, they like what they like, too. If yep. being, uh, if being uh, gay is a choice, then what you're suggesting is that the being straight is also a choice. And, 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 and right. uh, go think back, right? When did you choose to be straight, you know? Right. I like little girls. Yeah. I remember uh, in kindergarten thinking they were pretty. Hey, Kurt, thanks for the point. Appreciate it. Let's talk to, I believe it's Johnson. Uh, Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, just have a real quick uh, request for any listeners who are anarcho-capitalists. It's kind of a name... But, uh, you know, a bunch of listeners have suggested to me that I go and, and become a fan of anarchism on Facebook, right, the mm-hmm. anarchism page. Well, the anarchism guy, I guess, or, or some of the people who are promoting that page are just going around basically preaching that property is theft, and we need to take action against oh all the people who are hoarding. And so I just want to encourage, you know, any any other anarcho-capitalists who are out there to just – Go on and join some of the conversation in the posts that are uh, going on on that page. Flame and, uh, war! <laughs> you know, I think this is the worst waste of time, exactly. quite honestly. Because, yeah, you yeah. know, so much time is spent on these fringe nut jobs that call themselves anarchists out there when they are a lost cause. Go out there and talk to your friends and agree. family about the ideas of liberty. Don't, don't worry about people on Facebook. We're out of time. Thanks, Johnson. Appreciate the call tonight. And thank you, Dalebert, for coming in. Sure, glad to. Appreciate you know, it, these anarchist forums, they're the most restrictive places in the world to talk about freedom. There's more coming up tomorrow night. We'll see you then on the line. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives. The way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 
nineteen.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica nineteen.com. That's the numeral nineteen. That's endofamerica the numeral nineteen dot com.